0: This is Mikey, darling, not on your typical Monday or Tuesday, but I'm coming at you on Wednesday night. It is hump day. It is the middle of the week, not to mention it's the middle of the month. I mean, March literally flew by and also not to mention that it is my birthday month. March 31st, baby, because you know they saved the best for last. So I'm excited. Um, Either way, I am happy to be, like, talking to you guys because it's been forever. And I feel like every time that happens, I come with some excuse. But I don't have an excuse. Like, I don't. Life, life. you know, like, people get busy. There's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough days in the week. Um, I'm trying to balance two businesses right now. And that's just what it is. I mean... Life is moving, I'm adulting, and, you know, you make time for what's important. Um, The podcast has always been something important to me. It was my baby, but as of recently, you know, a couple of other things are my babies. But I still want to do this, I still want to talk to you guys, I still want to laugh and have fun, so I'm like, you know what, screw all that. Like, I'm going to have three babies, shit. Like, that's fine, three babies, you know, everything's a little stable. I know when I'm free, when I can do this, when I can do that, and I'm not all over the place. So here I am, back, like I never left, except it was definitely, like, a long time, you know, since I left. But still, you know, you know, you guys get the saying. So anyways, um, I kind of want to talk about the COVID vaccine, you know, um, I remember when I first came back with Ask back, Mikey. I kind of talked about the coronavirus and my conspiracy theories. So I kind of want to chat a little bit about the vaccine. So as we know, there are three: we got Moderna, we got Pfizer, and most recently we have Johnson and Johnson. So, at first, before Johnson and Johnson, I was anti-vaccine. I was like, I don't trust Moderna. I don't trust Pfizer. I pretty much didn't trust anything that came out during the Trump administration. I'm not going to lie to you, but we all know my views on Trump. I didn't hide it. It's not a secret. So anyways, besides that, Pfizer was having a lot of side effects. Like people were, you know, their hearts were stopping. They, their throats were closing. I mean, it was just kind of like some extreme side effects. Like you know, you got your side effects on the pill bottles, and it's like, oh, well, that ain't going to happen. You know, that's extreme. But no, like, these side effects happened. So I was like, I'm definitely not messing with Pfizer. So then we had Moderna. Moderna, really any side effects. You know, it's a cool little vaccine. My problem is I just didn't want to deal in general with having to get two of anything. I don't want to have to come back once. A month after getting, you know, the original like that's that's too much for me. So when Johnson and Johnson came out, my thought press was like, I said my thought press, <laughs> my thought process was like, OK, one shot, one and done. That's that's what I need. Love it. am going to live it. But then I thought about Johnson and Johnson and the issue with the baby powder, cancer and, and you know, there was all these negative things going through my head, and it's like, wow. So would you rather keep living life, being paranoid that you're going to catch this thing, or would you rather just get the vaccine and, you know, stop worrying? Like, anytime I would do anything, y'all, like, I would be paranoid for the next 14 days trying to figure out, oh, my God, am I experiencing a symptom? Do I have it and I'm just asymptomatic? Like, it was stressful, because even while the pandemic was happening, I'm not going to lie like I was I was kicking it. Like I was living. I'm not going to say my best life cuz I wasn't traveling and everybody knows I love traveling, but like I was living my best life. Like I was having fun ever since like last May, you know, when all this stuff was really happening. So, imagine how doing something and then just being paranoid after for 2 weeks at a time. Like it's 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 annoying. So, I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to do Johnson and Johnson. You know, the baby powder thing causing cancer thing. Well, they use baby powder on babies, so I assume all these babies are adults now and they're fine. So, you know, I'm going to go for it. So, through my job next week we're all the carriers are, you know, invited to come take the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and your girl is going to do it. I am ready to travel. It is my birthday month, and I would really want to be somewhere for my birthday. But, you know, after you take the vaccine, you want to wait like two weeks or so. But mid-April, your girl is going to be leaving the STL, and I am so excited. Like, I have not been out of town since I went on my cruise last February. So, I'm just ecstatic. I, I don't think I've ever been so on board with something in my life than getting this vaccine. So, Definitely gonna do it. You know, there are a lot of people that are like, well, the more people that take it, the less likely I need to. And those people, you're correct. Like, the more people that take it, you're good. But I just really rather not have the stress, especially like the places I travel to. Like, there's a lot of people, a lot of tourists. Like, I just, I just personally rather not go through the worry because I'm a worry ward. I've always been that way. So I'm just gonna get this vaccine. I'm gonna start some traveling. Even, you know, the goal is to go out of the country this year. I'm just excited to live, y'all. Like, I'm so excited to live. Like, I told you guys the first episode. Like, this pandemic has put so much in perspective for me. Like, you know, I've grown so much. Like, the change within me is, like, insane. Like, anybody that knew me last year does not know me now. Like, I'm going to tell you that off the rip. Like, you don't know me. That girl, she was so immature. She, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm just right now, the woman I am is just that a woman, you know. And I've grown so much, I've learned so many lessons. Like, I love myself so much, like, probably on the cusp of conceitedness, but not just kidding, not really. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how much i value myself now like my peace my time my attention my energy all of it like it really it, a lot has really changed within myself and i i literally love it like that quote like i love the woman who i'm becoming no i literally love the woman i am and am still becoming like it's great. It's freaking great. I can't even, I could write a list of things that have changed about me, but we'd be here forever. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that much, but it's, it's very important things. So, moving right along here, guys, away from the vaccine conversation. Oh, but again, like, get the vaccine or don't get it. You know, just do what's, what feels right for you. You know what I'm saying? Don't do something that's going to have you wary. Don't not do something. Oh, that was my phone. I'm sorry. Don't not do something that's going to make you weary. You know what I'm saying? Do what's comfortable. I'm feeling more comfortable getting it, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay? All right. So I want to kind of get into something that has been a little bit of a theme with, you know, my female friends and their significant others. Um. So... When you're in a relationship, there's an expectation, you know, from the man and the woman, you know, the man may feel like, "Oh, as my girl, you should do this." And the woman may feel like, "As my man, you should do that," you know. So, we all form expectations and set standards and all of that in our relationships. But when it comes to those standards and expectations sometimes we need to communicate them um another uh example is like how when strickland came on we talked about love languages love languages is another way to convey your expectations like i you know feel love this way so i expect you to kind of you know cater to that um, what is your love language so I can cater to that, to make you feel loved? You know, those kind of expectations. And then also there's just the simple the simple things like, I hope you guys can hear this. I'm trying to like take off my hoodie. I don't know if you guys can just hear all the, noise. sorry. Um, but anyways, there's also like the normal stuff. Like when I'm pumping my gas, I expect you to be pumping it because I'm the lady. And, you know, you should be outside the car doing it. Or when we're going to the car, you open my door. Or as a man, you know, when I get home and I'm a little tired, you know, can you fix me something to eat? Because I may be too tired to make me something to eat. You know, things like that. What I've noticed, and I mean, obviously this is all from the female point of view. Obviously, I don't have a male guest on today, so I'm just speaking for the women out there really today. And maybe the man can you know, either relate or can kinda learn something too. So one of my friends reached out to me and she was kinda talking to me about a situation she's having with her boyfriend. And the situation was kinda like, you know, when we are going to the car, he doesn't open my door. When I go over to his house, You know, and I have a lot of bags. He doesn't care to help me bring them in. And, you know, this was something a lot of guys will say, well, how was I supposed to know that was an issue? Now, she communicated this to him. She told him, hey, you know, this bothers me. You know, when I have bags, help me. Give me a helping hand. When I'm uh, going to the car and you're walking with me, open my door. Like, make me feel like I'm important. You know, make me feel special. And, you know, his response to that was, well, I have never seen that, so I'm not used to doing that. Now, this person is not a teenager. They're not a child. He's a young man. So this is where I pretty much tell my opinion about that. When we get to a certain age, we know right from wrong. I don't care what you've gone through, what your childhood looked like. You know, and I may be biased in saying this, but this this is what I think. I think that when we get to a certain age, we know right from wrong. We know what to do and what not to do. What we do after that is is a choice. We know what's right from wrong. We just chose to do – we chose the wrong decision. We chose the right – you know, I'm saying like – You can't say at 20 whatever years old that, well, even though I didn't see this as a child, that is the reason that I'm not doing it. No, because as we grow older, we see things. We watch movies. We see other people. So even that behavior you didn't learn during nurture, you're going to be exposed to it During nature, you know, nature versus nurture. So, even though you didn't see your parents do that, or whatever the case may be, going growing up through life, you've seen it somewhere. Whether it's in, like I said, movies, whether you've seen your homeboy do it to his homegirl. The thing is, and I'm just gonna keep this 100. The effort that we put into a relationship, the effort that we put into a person, a job, um, a hobby, anything, is by choice. We decide what's important. We decide what we want to do. It's just like me with the podcast. I decided that I wasn't going to post for two months. My effort was not there. Because I was focused on other things, and I can admit that. I told y'all, you know, I made something else my baby. I made my businesses my baby. That's where I was putting all my attention 24-7, seven days a week. I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. But, you know, if it was reversed, then, yeah, the energy would have been here. I would have been here every Monday, like I said, but that wasn't the case. So what I'm saying is, in a relationship, You make the decision to do what you want to do, to make your partner feel what it is that you want them to feel. If you not open the door, it's not because you didn't see it. You just don't want to. You don't care to. If you're not helping with the bags, if you're not helping cook a meal, you don't want to. If you're not planning dates to make me feel like, you know, you care about me, want me to feel special, it's because you don't want to. We all have a choice. So to blame it on what you have or have not seen is just not, it's not a good excuse. Because that's what it is, it's an excuse, but it's not a good one, it's not. We put effort and energy into what we want, period. There is no, will. I was busy, that's just like me talking to a guy. If I want to make time for him, I don't care how much I got going on. I'm going to do that. It's not about, no, well, I got off work and then I went to the gym and then I got back and I went and passed out some cards and flyers for my business. At the end of the day, when I'm done with all that, I'm going to be like, come over. Because I want to see them. It ain't going to be no, well, I did this and this and I was tired. When you like somebody, you ain't tired. Believe me, you was not tired. You want to see them. You're going to cuddle with, take a nap with them, something. It's about what you want to put energy into. So I really consider that a really lame excuse that he gave her. Like, I didn't see this. You know, so then when does the, when does the pattern change? So are you going to live this way? And then when you have kids, they see you not acting that way. So then their excuse is they didn't see you do it either. When does it end? When does it become, a okay, well, I didn't see this, so I'm going to change that and make this more normal. Shiver ain't dead. I'm about to start being the man that men should be. So, you know, the excuses, I'm just, I'm not with it. And I told my friend my opinion, like, I wouldn't be dealing with it. Like, I mean, going over there with bags and you not helping me carry them in, I mean, that's just plain old courtesy. Like, if my friends came over and they had bags, my female friends, like, I'm a friend and I'm still going to go down and help them bring the bags in. Like, that's just common decency. So for a man in a relationship to not help his girl, you just don't want to. You simply don't want to. It's just like somebody saying, well... And this could be debated. This is more of a psychology thing, and I study psychology, so I could I, I could see this side, too, but I mean, this a relationship situation is not this deep, but I'm going to give the example anyway. It's like somebody growing up in an abusive home, and you know, they, they see their dad hit their mom, and you know, the mom still stays, and they think that that's, that's normal. You know, that type of person might be grow up and be like, well, that's normal. But on another note, as you grow up, you learn through school, through books, through, through again, the media, that beating on somebody is not normal. It's, it's not good. So I guess that also comes with the type of mindset a person has, whether you are strong-minded or weak-minded. But my opinion <laughs> has always been that when we get a certain age we know right from wrong period at the end of the day you should want somebody to you know you should want to treat somebody the way you would want to be treated but him acting like that also goes into the conversation of comfortability when you comfortable with somebody and you see they do these things for you you're like oh Well, I ain't got to do nothing. I'm good. Like, I know she going to take care of it or he going to take care of it. So I ain't really got to put no effort in. That's a problem, too. Because at that point, you're taking advantage of a seemingly good-hearted person. And this all leads back to my favorite word, which begins with the K. Karma. You know, like, you have to... Treat people the way that they treat you. Because my philosophy used to be, you know, when even growing up, treat people how you want to be treated. No, nah, Mike, Mikey treats people how they treat her. People that treat me good, I treat you good. People that give me energy, I give you energy. Somebody don't give a damn about me, I don't give a damn about you. Somebody don't say none to me, I don't say none to you. And, you know, that might be a messed up way to think, but that's just where I found more peace. Why am I wasting my energy over here when they don't even reciprocate it or they don't even initiate it? So anyways, all this ties back into is that we make our own decisions and we we try where we want to try. So my advice is, think about that. Think about the relationships in your lives That And it doesn't even have to just be romantic. It could be friendships. It could be family. It could be coworkers. It could be anything. Think about those relationships and evaluate them and be like, where am I doing the most, as as the young kids say. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Where am I doing the most and getting the least? Where am I going above and beyond? And that energy isn't reciprocated. Where am I expecting this behavior because it's justified and I'm getting excuses. That is not the situation we should be in. We all just went through a pandemic and God rest the souls of the people that didn't make it. But also, God bless the souls that have. You're here for a reason. Not to be a doormat. Not to be walked over. Not to be treated less than. Not to be put last. Not to be put second. Not to be a rebound. None of that. You deserve the best. The best treatment. The best attitude. The best love. You deserve the best. So, like I said, evaluate the relationships in your lives and figure out, you know what, I need to dead this. Because I'm going to tell you, I've deaded multiple relationships, and I don't feel bad about it. I don't. I really don't. And that's, you know, the old me would have been like, oh, my God, you're cold-hearted. Don't do that. But no, the new me, the woman that I am is like, Maybe you at peace. Pat on the back. Pat on the back. You needed that. You needed that release. You needed to fly birdie fly like, good job. So, you know, do the same. Do the same, especially in your relationships. Life's, life's too short. We out here looking for husbands and wives. We don't have time for dealing with people who can't even show us the minimum love we deserve. We don't have time for it. We wives and husbands looking for wives and husbands. We kings and queens looking for kings and queens. You leave the peasants for the peasants. That's all I got to say. Leave the peasants for the peasants. You, you, do, you see, do y'all see any kings dating peasants? No. Do y'all see any queens dating peasants? Absolutely not. So why are you? Do you not consider yourself a king and queen? Well, if you don't, you need to. Carry yourself like a king and queen, and I, I guarantee you, your expectations, your standards are going to rise, and it's going to wake you up, and you're going to be like, oh, why Why did I put up with that? Why was I expecting more from somebody who could only give me less? What? What was I wasting my time doing? So that's all I got to say about that. Um, that has just been something bothering me, and it upset me that my friend was upset about it. You know, um, like life is just too short to be putting up. And I mean, the thing is, when you have a conversation with somebody about something they're doing that's bothering you or hurting you, if they use an excuse as to why they're doing it, whether than providing a solution as to how to change it, that makes a hell of a difference. Like, if my boyfriend was like, hey, my Kelly, you, you know, it bothers me that you're always on your phone when we're together. And I'm like, well, I got to talk to blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, oh, well, babe, I'll definitely, you know, stop being on the phone so much when we're together and value our time. That's a difference. That See how the conversation can shift based off of the response. That's how it is for a lot of things. Like I said relationships, friends, family, work, doesn't matter. Provide solutions rather than excuses. And then depending on what they provide, lets you know how important you are to them. A person that provides an excuse doesn't care. I mean, I'm sorry, they just don't care. The person that provides a solution cares. They wanna fix it, they want it to get better, they wanna preserve the relationship. So, you know, you guys should just ponder on that, think about that, evaluate those relationships. Definitely, because, again, this is 2021, baby. This is the year of riches, blessings, new doors, all that. We ain't got time for the negative. I know I don't. I mean, we're only into March, and, you know, it's been fabulous for me. No stress. I mean, this is the first time that I haven't been stressed about anything since, like, 2018. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just at so much peace. And that is how I can be the woman I am. Because when you're stressed out, you are not yourself. You aren't. You really aren't. You are somebody foreign to you. Like, you, you looking in the mirror and you're like, who are you? What have you done with the woman or the man that I know? Like, stress is a mug. But when you dig deep and figure out, okay, what was causing me this stress? And you get rid of all that and you resolve all that and you heal from all that, you are golden. And baby, let me tell you, I'm golden. You know, all of this ties into self-value, self-worth, all of that. So I'm going to get off of that because I've been talking about that enough, but I just had to, you know vent a little bit like vent for my friend like vent for all the people out there going through the same thing like in relationships you know being treated a certain way you know as opposed to the way you want to be or you know people treating somebody a certain way then that person wants to be treated you know it can go both ways you might be the person that's not helping with the bags and you're like well wow I didn't really realize I was doing that And, you know, some people don't know how to communicate, so you might thought that that excuse was you really explaining why you weren't behaving in this way and not really thinking that the excuse was, like, not a solution. Because some people feel like, well, if I can explain this away, that'll resolve this situation. They'll understand, well, I did it. I get it. But also it's best to not only have an excuse but to say, well, this is what I'm going to do to be better. This is what I'm going to do to change. I mean, that's just if you care. If you don't care, like I said, I mean, it's just it it is what it is. So moving right along, guys. So I actually should have started off with this. But um, even while I was on my hiatus of not recording, like I had a lot of people that listened to this show and listened to it when we first started, like when it was out of pocket. They were saying that one thing they really enjoyed was the out-of-pocket moment of the week. She They were like, even though it's extolled by Mikey, you should still keep that segment. Like, we love that segment. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to still keep the out-of-pocket moment of the weeks because, honestly, they were good. But it was a lot of crazy crap happening back then with me and my old co-host that we would go through throughout the week. Um, So I'm going to tell you guys my out-of-pocket moment of the week. So everybody pretty much knows that from, I was going to say 9 to 5, but from 6 to 2.30, I'm a mail carrier. You know, I have a very good route, very clean, very easy, in a good neighborhood. Like, I mean, it is great. So anyways... This is Monday, and, you know, I'm walking down the street. I got my mask on. You know, I'm very cautious. So I have on my mask. I'm walking down the street, and I see a couple, you know, walking towards me, in front of me, like, down the street. Now, neither of them have on mask. So I'm like, okay. Um, You know, I have on my mask, so I'm not really worried, but, you know, so we'll see what they do. So the husband literally crosses the street like I guess not to walk near me but the wife stays on my same side of the street we pass each other she says good morning and I say good morning and then I turned around and then he comes back over to the street and I'm not stupid. This has happened in this neighborhood a couple of times. There was another time when I was walking down another street on my route in this same neighborhood, and I had on my mask, and this other girl had on her mask. And, you know, she gets out into the street before she approaches me and walks, and then we pass each other, and then I look back, and there are people on the sidewalk behind me without mask on, But she gets back on the sidewalk and just walks past them like, no problem. You know, now I'm not going to make any assumptions. But in this particular neighborhood, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if this is because I'm different. But let me tell you all something. Everybody can get COVID. Doesn't matter if you're black. Doesn't matter if you're white, Asian, whatever. COVID does not discriminate. So I don't know if there's this sense that, you know, Black people may have it or more likely to get it. But I'm here to tell you that that is not true. We all can get it. So, you know, with that being said, I just, I felt this type of way about that, you know. And I know we're supposed to be six feet. But like I said, when you're trying to get away from me, but you ain't trying to get away from the people behind me who don't look like me, you know, I, I know what that is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Um, so, again, we can all get it. I just can't stress that enough. Um, I'm not trying to be the one to, you know, pull the card. But I'm not. I'm also not stupid. So, yeah, I just want to say that we can all get it. I mean, I can spell it. Um, I can say it in a sentence and we can all get it. Um, I can give you the definition. Everybody can get it. You know, I, I just don't know how else to stress it, but. That was my out of pocket moment of the week. You know, that was yeah, that was that was the only thing that had really happened. Um, yeah, so there was <laughs> we're gonna bring the out-of-pocket moments of the week back. Believe me, there was way more every other week before this one, but I mean I'm not gonna backtrack all the way back to all those memories because we'd be sitting here for a whole another hour. Um, but yeah, guys, um, I'm glad I'm back. And, I'm, I, you know, you guys are going to be like, well, she ain't going to record for the next month again. But, no, like, I'm serious. I'm glad I'm back. Like I said, my schedule is way more stable. I know where I need to be and at what time. Like, you ever had a life where you have all these things you want to do, but you do them all at different times? There's no organization. I actually, for once, have organization. Like, when I get off work, I know where I'm going. After that, I know what I'm doing after that. Before work, I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? There is literally organization. And, yeah, everything may not be perfect, but, like I said, for the things, for my babies, my three babies, I have a down pat. And even if something needs to shift or change, there's still going to be time for this, like there was tonight. Like, this was literally like, you know what? Instead of waiting to do it on this day, I can actually do it early. And so that's what I'm doing. So if you guys, if I'm not doing it on time when I need to, I'm getting it done early so I can talk to you guys and, you know, entertain you guys because a lot of people have been asking, well, when's the new one? When's the new one? Because I have so many people who still are lined up to be guests. So I'm just excited. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be back. I keep repeating the same thing. I'm sorry. I have, like, two glasses of wine, you know, but I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So I will see you all lovelies next week.